0: Hello and welcome it's to Racing Podcast. You're joined by Tucson 0208, myself,
1: me, Tiger Assassin, and me, x And
0: welcome <laughs> back to all our little listeners who are tuned in for a seventh week, which is, you know, quite crazy to think about. We've done this for you know, over a month now, which is quite weird but um and also also to all our new listeners who are just tuning in for the first time this is will be in a playlist if you want to go have a look at the rest of them. they will be on the youtube channel but anyway we're going to get straight into project cars 2 this week we had a lot of project cars 2 stuff not more than uh, we usually have but we're going to kick things straight off with the academy series uh the academy was at round eight this week in Imola with the touring cars uh in qualifying just give you a quick rundown so Simba took pole by less than a tenth of a second from Bruno actually which is very 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 tight there at the top of the standings for the academy championship with uh, Matteo running out the top three there and then in the race off of the start, most of the drivers got off to a decent start. It was raining, so it was very slippery, very tough to drive around Imola in the wet. It was a tricky track normally, but in the wet, it's even or even worse. Uh, so most drivers got off to a good start, and Macho didn't have that great of a start. But Matty Matt was tagged around at the first chicane on the first lap so that was unfortunate for him it looked like he just got tagged by another driver both trying to go for the same part of the track um and then later on during the first lap uh doll matt and deck paint went three wide into turns 10 and 11 which was just crazy to see he got three touring cars trying to go you know three wide into the very tight chicane up there at turn 11 and 10 as Coming down the hill, actually, there was more um, contact between deck paint and motormouth. mouth. Uh, Motor out broke himself and then go went off the track. At Tiger, did you think that move between those two was a bit too aggressive, too much wheel to wheel banging no, for I your liking?
2: No, I don't think so. There wasn't too much in terms of like huge collides. It was just you know slight little, slight little touches. But yeah, as you said, there's quite a lot, quite a lot of those drivers. It was almost four wide at one point uh, at that section. So. Um, yeah, there wasn't much in terms of anything to really make a claim or anything in terms of like huge damage or a huge collision. It was just a lot of drivers go down into a corner. And obviously, since there was quite a few of them in a big space, there was going to be a little bit of contact between them. But yeah, a few of them going wide as well. But no, nothing, nothing too serious there.
0: So, yeah, thanks for the insight. As about two and a half minutes later on, Ron Motormouth was able to get down the inside of Dolly Gura and get through and up into, I believe it was sixth position, I think it was. And then we had a goalie like completely just going down the inside of another car, at the penultimate corner, just going like completely off the track. Uh, we saw a lot of that in the most recent race of the Project Cars 2 Academy. And uh, I think it just shows that they need to, well, the point of the Academy is to, you know, have these drivers prepped and ready for, you know, um, their careers and gather and how they how they conduct themselves on and off the track, but um, Matt, can you just explain it to it listeners is. how important it is for the drivers in the academy to understand
1: um, that? So, so yeah, the academy is kind of like the uh, the place where new drivers can uh, show off their skills
0: and that they you know, impress
1: other people, like you know, the other people prove themselves, that they are worthy for for this league and hopefully push into uh, into the other into the different
0: leagues. Nice way of putting it. They they must prove they are worthy <laughs> of a career It's like at it's, like like,
2: it's like full with a hammer. It's like they, they, they must. <laughs> he shall who lift the tire
0: should uh, should be able to race in it So it sounds like <laughs> nice. As um, later on in the race, I think it wasn't caught on camera footage, but Bruno did manage to get past Simba for first place. After that, he didn't really look back. Uh, after that overtake then with about halfway through the race he had matt forcing his way past goalie at the penultimate corner but he bumped him off the track like completely and did not give back the position so i, I think that personally for me he should have given back the position because he pushed um goalie off into the gravel really and just then continued but uh, what did you think about it X Natty?
1: So yeah, um, from my point of view, it was quite a, a late move on the inside, and then obviously there was the contact made. But uh, I think when when those types of things happen, it's always good to see if drivers would to show, you know, a little bit of sportsmanship. And if they do make a, an unfair advantage or an unfair overtake, then it's right for them to give the position back.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think you had an opinion on it too, Tiger. Yeah, no, I agree with what he's saying about you know
2: giving the giving positions back and everything if it wasn't it was an unfair overtake he did it was a bit of a lunge um in there but uh yeah he hit the back of him a little bit but uh you know it wasn't wasn't anything too serious but yeah if there's anything that happens like that and it's a bit of a big dive then really should be given the positions back to uh to drivers so
0: yeah uh yeah I think another thing that the shoes might need to take a look at is the uh the crash that have off after that, between those two drivers, as a uh, goalie was, um, well, he got destroyed. He got sent to the shadow realm, really, by um, uh, by Matt down. At, I believe it's Tamburello corner, or it might be called the center chicane now. Um, at the first corner, anyway. Uh, Matt completely missed his braking zone and just, you know, ran into goalie and just sent him like, you know, super GT style straight to the shadow realm. As um, yeah, goalie ran off a track into the gravel and Matt slowed down, but I think that was a penalty. The gate, the game gave him more than him trying to give back the position to goalie who was two positions behind him actually at that point uh but yeah i think mean, that's something that the students need to have a look at and yeah it's kind of the thing that needs to be uh, policed around here because you know clean driving is good driving but we'll get to that later on as <laughs> so, um, motormouth went wide and moved up and Matt moved up a position later on in that battle those three cars were separated by nothing for a lot of the race there as Motormouth went down the inside of Tambure- that Tamburello, which was a really good, really great move to see there, and then he did get the move done. But then Matt came back at him around the outside into the chicane. It was it was an awesome. Move. It was just like late breaking in the wet, nice as you like, around the outside. He kind of redeemed himself from uh, sending Goldie to the shadow realm. As um. Then later on in the race, Motorsmouth unfortunately, did have another off and went into the gravel shopping another position. But what we did see in that race is a lot of people having issues, you know, in the wet conditions, especially in Project Cars 2. I think we mentioned it last week with all the puzzles that are created on Project Cars 2. You don't really get them in the, you know, in the more arcade style games of Gran Turismo and uh, F1 2019 or well, 2020 is coming out soon. But get onto that later as well. <laughs> so, um, but Xanatic, can you just tell all of our listeners how difficult it is to drive in the wet in any racing game?
1: yeah the wet is uh well it's really tricky sometimes drivers can struggle in the dry but in the wets you know there's the tracks often really slippery so drivers struggle for grip and then it just makes overtaking that more even more difficult with uh tr- you try to go for moves up the inside but you easily look up the tires or miss the braking point you know go wide or in, even spin out and uh lo- you know by losing tracks you know, just getting onto the curbs as you know like you say there are like in Project Cars too, there there are puddles on the track, and not all of the track is wet or dry, so there are like mixed, mixed like, you know, throughout the race, you can see a dry line that, well, not a dry line, but like a line that forms where drivers have been driving on. So, yeah, driving the wet can be really tricky, and uh, from personal experiences, and obviously like the F1 games, it is kind of really tricky to drive in the wet.
0: Uh, thanks for the insight Xneti as later on in the race I'm using that phrase a lot today uh, Dolly Gura did manage to go around the axle of the motormouth at Tosa which is really that's quite a nice move actually managed to keep his line all the way around the axle obviously the racing line does change a little bit in the wet but it was still nice to see that move done as uh, Dolly Gura then did go off the track allowing motormouth to go through however then motormouth went off at the penultimate corner again just highlighting how difficult it is to drive in the wet as Xneti was saying you you hit the curb and you go off a track really easily or you break and go through a puddle and you're just aquaplaning straight off the track but um anyway Motormouth did go off the track and Dolly Gura was able to get back through uh Gura then goes wide again and (laughs) Motormouth goes through once again with about I think it was about 10 minutes ago 12 minutes ago and then Matt went off the track and Deck Paint cut the chicane that was uh both on the same lap there I think Matt went off the track at the um corner before the before the turns 10-11 chicane so turns eight and nine around Imola and then Matt went off the track at the final two corners but despite all of that all the carnage happening uh well behind him Bruno managed to win the race uh, very well done to them and I believe they're now closing the gap at the top of the championship standings but we are going to go straight on to the Renault McGann series which was at Ruapana Park this we hope i've said that right i'm sure someone will um someone, someone will correct me in the comments yeah exactly as um in qualifying javier ranz managed to go for a third pole in a row by just under two tenths of a second and it was an all spanish top five so you know if you have any many spanish fans in um gather racing you guys should really be watching the run Again series because you guys are doing quite well there <laughs> as um at the race star aguilera gets a better jump off the start but he can't take it to Javier into turn one uh, there was a car off a track which was Randalux a lot of people seem to have a issue at turn one they're just slightly getting onto the grass um can you we've had similar things sort of happen on Gran Turismo Sport with the off-track grip being you know so much less than the on-track grip obviously but um Tiger can you explain how that might affect uh, people's driving style
2: Uh, Yeah, just um, usually on on the start line, you just want to be careful because uh, obviously there's a lot of drivers going wheel to wheel into the first corner. So you don't want to get yourself into maybe a dirty part of the track or a less grippier part of a track. So you want to to be braking a lot earlier and just be a lot more careful, you know, looking around your, your surroundings of the different drivers, you know, knowing the width of your car. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, keeping keeping a constant awareness really on the first first lap or two because the cars are usually really quite bunched up at that point. Um, But, yeah, you want to just be careful. And, yeah, going wide at the first corner can happen. You might miss... Your braking zone, busy too busy battling with someone else, maybe wheel to wheel, or someone might hit the back of you, or. But yeah, there's a lot of things that contribute to it. But you you really want to be on top of your game at the at the start of a race. Be aware of everybody around you and, and you know your car yourself. And make sure you're taking the right lines.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think that also at turn the turn one slash two cons uh, con construct yeah go construct <laughs> um, at Ruripana Park also means that you know if you get on the grass um, the grass there, I think the corner is like slightly banked so when you go on top it just drags you out just into the off, off the track and into the wall really but um, Randlux did manage to avoid any damage there but in the early stages of the race uh, Javi was running away with it really I'm calling him Javi because my Spanish friends called me Happy. <laughs> uh, t- with a few more minutes left on the clock we had four cars close together it was King Quinn, Cypher, Duke and Randallux who's coming back from that first lap at incident. So those four cars are like quite, you know, close together. They're close together, for you know, the entire the Entire race, more or less, or definitely the first half of the race. Uh, then Randelux made another mistake, allowing Duke Martin to go back through the same four we're all still very close again. Uh, Toby won Kenobi, love that name. Uh, for the commentator, brilliant
2: name, <laughs> brilliant name.
0: Toby, yeah, we've got many Star Wars fans in this. Spot, aren't we? I mean, I'm not really as much as X Natty or Tiger, but <laughs> no, X um, more than me. I'm, oh, definitely. I'm what you call it, I'm what you call a fake Star Wars fan. <laughs> The tiger's just in it for the memes, really. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the point, um, Toby uh, went off track but managed to come back on safely. He was at the final final corner. Uh, Linen, I'm going to say that linen was off track at turn two, uh, similar to the lap one incident. Uh, I'm just reading through my notes here. <laughs> As a uh, Randolux hit Quinn, where there's no space really on the inside, but luckily there was no terminal damage there. Uh, I mean, Randolux did, you kind of look for a gap that wasn't really there, but I think that was just a product of Quinn in front having to We're slow down for a lap car. It sort of like original 2019. You know, <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> I mean, I hope I mean, there wasn't any pushing afterwards of Huckley, so. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, Duke Martin was off track on the grass and uh, that grass really claiming many a victim. I'm sure it's uh, the scourge of many a race at Ruripana Park. Uh Randall Lux also had further issues making a mistake at the final corner. Uh, Randelux and Cypher then had quite a nice battle with Randelux who was able to get down the inside of Cypher. It was a nice move to see after, uh, I think, a lot of drivers were being affected by the dirty air around Ruripana Park. It's a bit like a go-kart track, really, because it's very tight, very twisty, and there's, you know, more or less no elevation change whatsoever. But would then spin at turn two, just showing the kind of up-and-down race. That they had Randallux with a wonderful move around the outside there. Uh, I can't remember what car it was on, but it was quite a nice move to see around the outside. Uh, And then Randallux managed to make a move on his teammate towards the end of the race. He didn't actually get Drive of the Day, um, just showing you know, again, the up and down nature of his race. With Quinn with a few more minutes to go off track, allowing Cypher and Duke for, I believe, Quinn. Yeah, Quinn went off at the same turn two area where Randallux had his first instant on the first lap. Uh, So if you're going. Bored of listening to my voice. (laughs) Um, There was a battle with Cypher, as Cypher went defensive, but Duke broke later and was able to go around the. It was able to defend the inside, so it was nice defending from them as a battle for second between teammates at the end of near the end of the race it was being affected by um traffic a lot really because they were about three seconds apart then i think jukebox who was in the commentary box did an excellent job by the way excellent you see what i did there excellent (laughs) Um, job jukebox as always yeah as always as always he's a top commentator as um he w- he looked away from the battle for about, you know, two seconds and then he came back and the gap had gone from three seconds to, you know, less than a second. And it's like, well, what's happened here? But it was just the, you know, how the traffic ebbs and flows. As Javi made it free for free then in a dominant display at um, Ropana Park. And it wasn't the only dominant display that he had this week because we're going to go straight to Le Mans for the ferrari tongue twister championship as we like to call it here <laughs> but that's the, name of it. <laughs> the ferrari 333 sp championship so it's our good mate once again javier ranz was on pole by 1.5 seconds from Alachamps champs and faster rounding out the top three and then there was a clean start with more or less no incidents javier started to run away with things he's already 1.4 seconds by the time they got to the Mulsanne straight and apart from that, it didn't really see him again <laughs> it did not see him again during that race as um ESR Chef uh, made the move down the inside into the first chicane on the first lap we yeah, had a lot of it was a lot of slipstreaming there obviously the Mulsanne straight is now broken up by those two chicanes uh which is providing many of the, the majority of the overtaking opportunities as well as the run down in towards indianapolis corner i mean the 24 hour race is going on right now at time of recording so <laughs> i mean if you know all the corner names correct me down in the description um marco went down the inside of esr chef as well and faster with a wonderful double overtake into the second chicane which would really be nice to see i think mean, we had that shackles from the gt sports championship you know, Many of the similar moves being made at the similar places, as uh, Marco went off the track at Indianapolis, managed to come back on safely. Red fifteen GRT, I think it is, then hit the back of Manic going into Indianapolis. Looks so like there's just a little bit of a miscommunication there between the drivers. It's a really easy thing to do, to be honest. Uh, you just you know brake a little bit later from the car in front of you, then there's nowhere you can go. Uh, sorry, as ID4 was in the barrier at the final chicane, just like he got a ton of oversteer, and it just the car just snapped on him, not much he could really do about it. Uh, Red 15 then was off the. I uh, no, sorry. Red 15 off at the end of a Moors straight, which allowed Manic and Aguilator through. He went off into the gravel on the exit of that corner. I'm not too sure what its name is, not sort of someone will tell me. <laughs> as uh, Dr. Someone Fiend managed here, to get yeah. around the outside of Red 15 on the run down to Indianapolis. Many. The drivers seem to like um, Indianapolis corner front overtake. I don't really like it for for that reason in uh, GT Sport. I find it really hard to Take that corner normally, really. <laughs> as um, the cars were close together throughout, however, some people seemed to be affected by the dirty air once again, especially through the Porsche curves. If you ran on board of another car, you could just hear how much they were, you know, lifting off behind another car compared to the car in front. As that uh, Dr. Fiend then had a little spin at Indianapolis, as many drivers were having issues of traction. A uh, hiker then spun from the turns between six and seven. It was unclear if he hit the car in front or just saw the aftermath, really, because mm-hmm. of the terrible camera angles that Project Cars 2 gives the commentators sometimes and that we also suffer from an F1 so game developers if you're watching which I know you're not fix it. it when that happens <laughs> Yeah, horrible camera really when that happens I really <laughs> hate it you've heard me on <laughs> yeah. stream get
2: angry before and it just it doesn't give me a good camera angle and there's a battle going
0: on yeah well you know there you go if you want to see that watch the uh, Golden Crown series from the Bahrain Grand Prix <laughs> <laughs> as uh many cars then had uh went into the pits of about half a race ago so they were able to get you know half race distance out of one tank of fuel and one set of tires which was interesting to see as dr doc- dr yeah i turned irish now i, I joined the woody and uh, thunder fan club as um, <laughs> dr fiend has run into the back of hiker as well down at the chicane as a uh, red 15 then disconnected then dr fiend went with him like more or less straight after the pit stop window uh, x natty you have many an experience with disconnections uh, can you just tell the listeners for us how annoying they are and what you can do to stop them
1: <laughs> yeah disconnecting from a race is really frustrating when you put all the hours in practicing and then just for your Wi-Fi or your network just to go, and then, you know, you you then disconnect from the race, and then, yeah, you, sometimes you can join back, sometimes you can't join back. So, uh, yeah, a good way to fix your Wi-Fi, just double-check that all your Wi-Fi settings are, like, you know, you test your internet connection speed, make sure that's okay, okay, and then, yeah, there's not much you can do sometimes when you, when you disconnect, other than just try and rejoin and then push for all the time that you've lost.
0: Yeah, wise words there from a, a man of experience. I think your record is like what four disconnections in one race or something. Four, like that. yeah, four, yeah, four in four. one race. <laughs> in the freshman league, it was like well, it was my first commentating experience. That like every single time it was like, oh, he's joined. I oh, know he's there. Oh, he's joined again. <laughs> <laughs> As like going, moving on from that. Then, so Marco was able to get down to the inside of ESR at the end of the Molzan Straight. Uh, Mike then pitted for a second time, which is interesting to see. Maybe he couldn't get the car to the end of the race there with the fuel that he had left. Um, Aguilades managed to get past ESR's chef at Indianapolis on the last lap, which was just, it was just such a tense battle there to see with it on the last lap, especially with so much at stake. But, um, Harry A. Renz with is another dominant win this week in Project Cards 2. He's uh, taken that part, that part of the community by storm at the moment, currently leading the championship in the Renault McGann. Well, I believe he was substituting for someone this week in the Ferrari championship. Uh, I'll have to have a look at that though. As we're going to move away from Le Mans, and we're going to go across the, well, not the pond, but we're gonna go across the continent even, to Fuji, where we had the Genetta Evolution Race. Uh, so for those of you who don't know how the Genetta Evolution Championship works, there are four legs across the season, and yeah, the, after each leg, the car basically gets an upgrade, so I think they started in the GT4 cars, they moved to GT3, I and mean, then there was another car in between there, I think. And now they're on LMP3 cars. And so this is the first race that we had with the LMP3 car at Fuji. And Lonnie was on pole by 0.042 seconds. So only hundredths of a second oh. there, separating first and second. Tight yeah, no, gaps. Tight. <laughs> tight gaps indeed. And the top six were all in the same second. So just in the competitiveness there of, the, of that grid uh then moving on to the race so the championship leaders in fourth and fifth on the grid actually the constructors championship leaders and uh when the race started obviously races start at some point well done So reflecting on my notes here and it was a <laughs> more it was, it was a clean start up until we got to um turn one as boston who was late on the brakes went into second place lonnie there was luckily no terminal damage it wasn't as a hectic start as we saw in the ferrari 333 sp race which was last week but it was raining in that race but um there was no terminal damage caused but and then boston uh, let's uh, the car who he hit go. I think it was Lonnie, I believe it was. And then there was a three-car battle. He came towards the end of lap one with Boston, Rye being overtaken by David on the straight, just bl- absolutely blasted past his teammate there. Uh, that was just pure, pure slipstream. As uh, Rubik was passed by Boston on the braking into turn one, uh, it looked like Boston had lifted off to let his teammate go through, and maybe he did it a bit too much. But what are your thoughts, Ex Natty? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think there was a little bit of a lift off, but maybe he was just, I'm not saying he wasn't confident, but maybe he was just wanting to keep his race clean. He didn't want to get into any incidents and just, you know, let the car behind go through and then hopefully try and get him back in the next, next few corners.
0: Yeah, thanks for the insight, as Rubik was really loving the passing cars at turn one, he got past David and up into third place. He uh, was looking to chase down the leaders at that point in the race, uh, putting the slipstream to good effect. David was able to get back past Rubit though, and then Boston made a massive error somewhere off camera and fell down to last place. I believe he then lost the, left the session, so whether or not um, he just disconnected or there was something else at play there. we don't know uh, well i don't know personally only he knows if he wants to get in touch and tell us <laughs> i mean and then uh marco then lost lost the rear and um, allowing lonnie to get through and into the lead which was i think just about caught on yeah. the camera there so the commentary guys did a nice job as uh, marco then let his teammate go though so a bit of team orders happening there down into turn one but if we slowing down so much actually allowed david to catch back up a little bit there uh, There's massive drama later on as Marco the leader, went off at turn three, leading into the I think they call it the Coca-Cola corner on stream, which I found quite funny. Uh, so that he spun a cool off and, corner. It's a cool corner. As uh, he swung off a track and fell down to fifth position. Siaveto uh, then rear-ended Pet Bib, or Pete Bib, at the chicane. So that was uh, probably not the finest moment for those two drivers. Uh, so, um, David then in the pits uh, with a problem, it looked like his right the left front even headlight had been taking quite a wall, a wall up there where it was against the wall on another car uh not too sure but he came in and fell back down to 11th which at that point in the race was last place uh pet bib then spun out of turn one which is really unfortunate for him looks like he just lit up the rears and um yeah just couldn't do anything about it to save the car and akara spun at turn one as well and uh, we seem to have a lot of drivers struggling with rear end downforce so tiger can you explain to us like just how important the right setup is on the car, especially for a long race like this one was,
2: oh, definitely yeah, you want have a you wanna have a good setup because uh depending on uh, what is involved in the setup, you know you've got suspension and you've got the different downfalls on the car, maybe how much uh, the car is you know accelerating how out, out of the uh, out of the streets and what the how much it is breaking by as well it's all all contributes um and it all changes on different tracks, and I know especially for me on g e sport it's uh uh, we don't. I mean, we don't actually. We're actually on not allowed setups, are we on there too? Same, but uh, I know that I I do struggle quite a bit with um, with rear sort of getting gaining rear grip. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's important to have a um, have a setup, especially in a game maybe like F One for example. Setups are, are usually quite key, depending on depending on what the track is. Um, so uh, yeah, a setup can be. Can be quite key, and then if you're racing with another driver, it can, can, can sometimes be the uh, the difference between you uh, either getting that overtake or uh, or losing a position.
0: Yeah, nice, especially the two-hour endurance, the uh, the setup that you're happy with and you know that you're happy with is really important because obviously you're going to be you know, sat in the car for, well, two hours. So Definitely. <laughs> as, um, Moving on from that later on in the race, we had Dalavan, who was first into the pits then, uh, more or less exactly on the one-hour mark. So once again, the drivers was able to get about half race distance out of their fuel and tyres. Uh, Lonnie then, who was the leader at the time, w- went on to uh, pit road and the pit stops began as a quite a manic pit stop window <laughs> as a uh, Mike then was off the straight was off the track on the main straight uh, and then Marco was in the pits again shortly after that and looked like it was a damage he, like he had the same problem as David the front left light was off and so looked that might have been possibly suspension damage or something like that that was causing that uh, and then GJ and Bessa had a really nice um battle if you don't know GJ also races in the Gran Turismo Sport League. Uh, Bessa looked to the outside but it was blocked by um, by Bessa. And then in the slipstream he pulled to the outside but couldn't make the move stick into turn one but a good attempt there nevertheless. Uh, GJ then went wide which allowed Bessa through into fifth. Danavan was forced to pit for a second time because he was really marginal on field towards the end. He realised that he couldn't get to the end of the the race with the fuel he had left so the gt3 project cars 2 championship champion, champion uh, forced to pit for a second time and then towards the end of the race pet bibs spent spun off but uh w- luckily was not out of the race but a bit of a change now javier ranz didn't manage to win this race because he wasn't in it <laughs> um lonnie won and well done to him and to delavan who i believe takes the championship lead before next time out in le mans But anyway, that's going to bring our Project Cars 2 section to a close. Uh, We're going to go straight back across the pond to Spain and to Xnati G, the lead commentator from the Gran Turismo Sport Championship.
1: So, uh, yeah, we had the uh, last week was round six in the GT Sport League where we were racing at the uh, 4.6 kilometre track. That is the circuit, the Barcelona in Spain. And uh, similarly to last week, week, we're going to start in qualifying. And uh, once again play Dutchie, taking another pole position, his third one in a row, and took it by only 0.019 seconds in front of Jojo Power. So once again, very, very close between all of the drivers in quali. However, towards the end of the qualifying session, we did see a little incident between Woody and Hobson through turn three. Uh, and I believe, Toussaint, you can give us uh, your opinion on what happened there.
0: Uh, yeah, it looked like that um, Woody was just kind of Sort of in the way of Tobster's lap a little bit. I think he were he was apologising for it after the after the race, but I think in qualifying he was just trying to do his own thing, um, best he could. But uh, it didn't work out too well with between him and Tobster, I don't think. Mm.
1: And uh, yeah, the start of the race proved once again to provide lots of action with four drivers all battling for second place, including JoJo, Pat uh, JoJo Power yourself, Toussaint. Uh, Duke and GJ while in the background. We saw Tiger Assassin making his way through the field after starting in 8th place um, but unfortunately Jojo did spin after riding the curves on the entry into the final chicane, and that dropped him down into all the way down to 8th place so it was unfortunate for him to uh, lose out on all those positions after a, a good qualifying session. But uh, roughly halfway through the race um, we saw many battles in the midfield with Oriol, Tiger and Jojo Power And uh, well, throughout the whole race, unfortunately, there was a little bit of commentator cursing as um, Duke was going wide. Duke went wide at turn four, which cost him a lot of time in a few positions and uh, ultimately had an impact on his championship standings. But I'll get onto that in a minute. And um, also, to Saint, you had a bit of a drift down at turn 10. Do you think you could explain just how you managed to catch that drift?
0: Mate, that was the... That was the biggest save I've ever done in any racing game, ever. Like, uh, my brother was on, the, um, was on the sofa next to me when I did it, and he was like, how did you do that? I was like, I honestly do not know. <laughs> I just um, I, What happened was I clipped the grass on the entrance to that corner, and then the rear just snapped on me. So I like, just grabbed my reel and just counter steered into the slide, and I just managed to keep it, uh, luckily.
1: It was very impressive, and also uh, another example of my commentator cursing. Uh, While interviewing uh, Tiger, you had a little bit of the spin on the exit of the Penultimate Corner. Would you like to talk us through it? Uh, Yeah,
2: similar circumstances. uh, I was really having trouble on the exit of that chicane, and that time I, I took it a little bit wider than I should have, and I, I got my rear onto on top of that sausage curb, and uh, yeah, then my back end just went. Uh, managed to catch it, though, somehow, again, <laughs> once again, like to it, I, had a, I had a big heart attack, like, it was, it was, my heart dropped, um, like, very, very quickly, but I managed to catch it somehow, um, I managed to carry on, but I lost a lot of time to the cars behind, just is why I uh, that battle with Oriol uh, and uh, and Jojo, um, they managed to, uh, to catch up to me.
1: And uh, once again, the last ten minutes proving uh, providing sorry some great entertainment with uh, two on track battles, one between two Saint and Tobster for second, and uh, the other with Jojo battling hard with Tiger. But uh, I'm going to go to uh, two Saint first, and how and ask him uh, how difficult was it to overtake. The Honda or was, or did the uh, track have an impact on your chances of overtaking?
0: Uh, it was very difficult. I was stuck behind you know the Honda for about forty-five minutes. I'm, I'm telling you, like if you gave me a piece of paper, I I could draw the the rear end of Topster's car from memory. That's how <laughs> long I spent behind it. That, uh... <laughs> yeah, the uh, it was very very tricky to overtake. every time I was came out of the last corner and I was you know close enough to make an overtake, the dirty air that you get from the final corner it's you know it's nearly a fl- nearly a flat out right-hander in group three cars so it just meant that i just couldn't get him down to turn one turn one also is like you can only really take one line through there in group three cars and so when i tried to go around the outside I tried to dive to the inside it just wasn't working i just got like really frustrated and it was quite a frustrating experience but uh, yeah, it was well defended by Tom stuff so i don't expect you know him to just wave me through obviously but it's nice mm-hmm. to battle with him once again after you did it in the f1 game before
1: it was a good entertaining battle for us and uh, additionally, uh, Tiger, you were battling with Jojo towards the race which, however, unfortunately led to a turn one incident which gave both of you uh, damage. However, he decided to stay out with his damage which ultimately allowed you to catch up after you made a pit stop for, uh, to repair your damage. Can you explain what happened?
2: Uh, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I'll take the blame for that one. It was, uh, it was me not keeping an eye on... Uh my controller charge is uh, i went into the fir- i went down into the first braking zone and it suddenly it was uh, the dual shock four has disconnected so um i had a bit of a panic stations then i managed to plug it back in and just as i did got back into the menu and uh, yeah it gone into the back of me because uh, the way gt sport does it is when your car is paused you car for some reason decides to take the corners really really slowly and and go like and take a weird line into them. So he came into the back of me. But yeah, that was that was my fault. And I, I apologised to him. But uh, yeah, that, it I put a bit of damage on both of us. And uh, yeah, allowed for an, an even more of an interesting battle at the end when I, I got around him. So, uh, but yeah, I, I apologize for that one. But uh, yeah, it was completely my fault.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was an unfortunate incident. But uh, once again, play Dutchie, picking up another win. Um, just like he always does in pretty much everything he races in, so uh, his third race, his third pole, and his third win in this league. And um, after that race, though, to, uh, we have a new championship leader. As to Saint, now leads the uh, the championship Yay. with 127 points. However, it's only one point behind. Uh, one point behind him is Duke on 126. Ooh. So it's really close between those guys. And um, also Jojo Power, um, only six points behind Duke on 120 points. So Really close at the top of the table for for the top three, and also to just, just to finish off the uh, GTS league, the Duty Sport League section. Do you think you can keep this lead at the top of the table?
0: Well, I mean, Duke involved the the, the Mead earlier on today at time of recording, so uh, yeah, I think I can keep it. I <laughs> know on a serious level, though. Um... I mean, hopefully. I think if I'm allowed to get my tomahawk out, I might be able to keep the, the top of the table. But... <laughs> what will I get a second? No, no, no tomahawks. <laughs> As, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think I need to actually win a race at some point this year. As I think, Nor well, Darchi's had you know three wins from three, It's it's really frustrating. Because in um, in Spain, I had the pace to to match him. Definitely, I feel like I had that in my in the car, but I just couldn't get past Tobster. So. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that was uh, yeah, a bit frustrating. But hopefully, I f- I mean, I should be able to keep the lead. Hopefully. Hopefully. The answer to my question, <laughs> <is> hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: have to wait and see. But um, that's the end of the GT support section. And uh, now I'm going to hand over to Mr. Tiger Assassin for the next, for the F1 bit. Uh,
2: So, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> my turn now is uh, going into uh, a pretty... Uh, well, it's not lengthy F one section, but uh, yeah, we've got a. a, a, a little, it's going to be a little bit different uh, this week after the circumstances that happened with the Golden Crown. So, starting off, we're going to start off with the weekend league. Uh, there was a lot of action during that race as we were in uh, Australia. And Exta, you had an outstanding performance, uh, getting mm-hmm. second. You actually qualified fourth, I believe it was, and finished yeah. in second in the first race and then uh you actually uh won the second race so would you like to explain uh how you did such a great performance
1: uh well i'll start off in the first race and it was just trying to get into that second place as quick as possible because i know if i because Australia's a pretty difficult track to overtake on so i thought if i could just get into the position then i can always try and defend but it was a pretty it was really really fun race Especially with like all the virtual safety cars and uh, all that, changing up the strategy. But uh, yeah, the first race, a good second place. I was, I thought like, I had the pace, and it it proved worthy with the second second place. And then in the second race, I was able to um, put myself on pole position after the one shot quali. I think the one shot quali definitely changed things as um, a for few a drivers. Big spanner
2: in the works. Yeah, and a few. I, a I noticed a few
1: drivers. Uh, yeah, didn't get a uh, didn't get a decent lap in, and, um, yeah, I was just able to defend the lead after an early safety car changed up the strategy for a lot of people. So, um, so yeah, I think it just a mix of strategy and uh, defending was, and also not picking up any penalties was a, a good start to um, keep that position.
0: Before we just go on, I think. Um... Natty forgot to mention that he paid off Gavra, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh for those of you who don't know, um you were in a party after the race and uh Natty joined and said that I paid five euros to win. No, which I didn't definitely not, his, his, <laughs> I, not not his no, never, a, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so for that league, uh, the admin team and Gavra do ask for a little donation just to support the work, but they'll do to hope, make sure we can go racing. But I'm going to hand back to Tiger now for the slightly more serious section.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, carrying on with the weekend league, there was actually rain uh, at the end of uh, the first qualifying, um, where uh, there was a few drivers that... Uh, um, didn't actually get out on the first start of the qualifying and came out later. didn't manage to put in a good enough lap due to the rain uh, Eskiboy and boy were the two of those drivers that were uh, hindered by um, by that, that rain and quality and it didn't help their first race out at all. Uh, Absolute 11 who won the, uh, the pre-season race in Italy uh, had a bit of an incident on the first lap where he hit the Curb on the outside of the the very fast um, chicane section, um, but he was showing uh, it was disappointing for the driver because he was showing a lot of pace. And uh, uh, two cent, how unlucky was he to crash out, um, spinning out on that uh, high speed section on that on that curb there?
0: Uh, yeah, when you asked that question earlier on uh, today before we started the recording, I actually went back and looked at the Premier Series race from <laughs> Australia, and it was. Yeah, a lot of people actually made exactly the same mistake that Absolute did. So it just shows that it's a really easy thing to do. That curve on the exit there is really unforgiving. So he was really unlucky. Like, Absolute was really unlucky there to crash out with that, which goes to show how, you know, small the margins of error are in F1 and, and the F1 game as well.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. Is The the second race caused even more action as there was a, a one shot. Uh, there was only a one shot quality, as we said. And uh, Jutsi, who actually finished first in the race, in the first race, so well done to him, actually qualified last in for the second race. So that one-shot quality really not helping him out. But uh, uh, there was another crazy start to the second race, as there was after the first race, as uh, that the, the start actually brought out the safety cars. There was a, a, a collision on the one, uh, turns one and two, and there was two cars that went wheel-to-wheel at turn three. And, uh, yeah, and after the restart, uh, Grosoto, is it Grosototo, I believe it is, that's how you say his name, Uh, went wide at turn two, uh, battling with yourself, X90, uh, and he actually ran a little bit wide on the exit and uh, uh, hit the grass, losing the car, and went sliding across the track into absolute 11 once again, so... Absolutely, Levin had a bit of a, an unlucky uh, race there next Sunday, but you were uh, involved in quite a lot of the action. You saw what happened behind. Could you give us a little bit of an insight for what happened on track there?
1: Uh, so, yeah, from my point of view, I went for the move around the outside of the Ferrari in Turn 1. And then I uh, noticed he went a little bit wide on the exit of Turn 2. And then as I've looked behind, hes I think he's pretty clipped the kerb. Or the grass and got on the uh the traction on the on the um accelerator maybe a little bit too early and then that's caused them to spin and uh, unfortunately collected a few people but um but yeah quite a, quite a, not quite a big crash but um there were obviously a few people getting collected with the cars spinning out and uh, hitting the barriers
2: definitely and uh, yeah it was uh, provided some very very good racing though across uh the two races that are in australia for the weekend league and uh now we're going to go on to uh, a little bit of a of a, a touchy section but uh going to talk about the golden crown and uh, this is where we're going to do things a little bit differently because uh we're going to talk about um how drivers uh, should be racing within GABA racing. So, uh, firstly, we're going to talk about how to act under the safety car. So, this is uh, how drivers should be uh, should be, you know, moving around, should be, you know, uh, keeping their distance between the drivers under the safety car. And uh, we've seen on numerous occasions uh, people have been hitting each other under the safety car. Where drivers have been coming too close or have been going too slow. This could could have been unintentionally. As uh, as always, I'm sure the drivers weren't intent meaning to do it but to saying could you tell us a little bit on how we should be uh acting uh under the safety car conditions uh
0: yeah i don't think the the problem is necessarily with when the safety car's actually on the track i think the problem is more of the safety car restarts i think that I mean, i'm not i'm also kind of guilty of this as well i'm not saying i'm some kind of angel here but like when the safety car does go um into the pits and the game does put the limiter on your car i think the leader needs to be going a little bit faster than what they do because especially because when I've been in the midfield it really really like messes up the pack when the lead is going really slow to try and catch up the, to um, try and catch out sorry the person in second place but um under the safety car I think with all that you know the lag issues and the issues that code masters have with their servers I think I've seen Dutchy, um play Dutchy suggest this as well I think if everyone just sticks to a different side of the track while that happens just so that we don't get any um any you know unintended crashes under the safety car and stuff like that but i think also when you know, the safety car's coming in i think the leader needs to go a little bit faster so that we can you know avoid all of these different crashes that keep happening under the safety car uh, also a track like back here would be worth the golden crown series i think when, when we went back to race and club she the safety car comes on that massive straight but it meant that people were overtaking other people in the safety car and they have to you know come to a stop more or less to let the other car go through so if you just try and you know avoid that as well especially on tracks like back here i think you should if you see uh, some big differences in the racing
2: definitely and uh, yeah there's just uh just some small things there that the drivers need to uh, be need to be working on but uh, yeah another thing that we're going to talk about here is uh yeah uh, driving etiquette and uh, clean racing uh, so this is when we are uh, obviously back up to racing speed and uh, keeping distance and giving drivers enough room uh, if they attempt an overtake is, is an example of this uh having clean racing and fair racing keeps the races exciting enjoyable and fun for everyone and we all know that we all want an enjoyable and fun race and uh and yeah, exactly. Could you uh, delve a little bit further into the different forms of driving etiquette and how this should be done within Gabba Racing, please?
1: So, um, so I'm just going to start quickly with uh, defending and like, how drivers should be defending safely on track. Now, like, obviously, uh, you are allowed to move over to like, the inside or the, or the left or the right inside to defend the inside line into a corner. However, like, if you've already moved over to one side of the track, you shouldn't be moving back over to the other side because you might have another driver side by side with you. So as long as we can have clean defending, then I think it could like make for better racing. And uh, obviously that will lead me on to my next point about overtaking and how overtaking should be clean. If, if uh, another driver is side by side with you through a corner, then obviously you should always give them enough space and uh, make sure you don't uh, either squeeze them out. You can squeeze them out a little bit, but as long as it's... Obviously if you're ahead and it's not too violent or... Too aggressive, then I guess you can get away with it a little bit. But yeah, as long as we have clean overtaking and minimal contact, then that should hopefully provide for clean racing. And also, when overtaking or defending doesn't go too well, I think some drivers just have to uh, admit to themselves that if they do have a bit of front wing damage, that their car is going to be underperformed, and you know they'll start to understeer into corners and must accept that they can't always defend the position forever if there's someone behind them who's quicker. It could be best to just let them go, rather than try and go side by side through a corner if you have damage or, or like damage or etc. So um, so yeah, I think, I think most of all, most of the racing is really clean and within Gava racing. I've had many good battles with people, but I think as long as we can just keep all the overtaking and defending clean, then hopefully it should make for some uh, fun and exciting races.
0: Definitely, and yeah. Oh, go on, two but, sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, i just um add to what uh Natty was saying. I think that um if we, uh you know, there's like sometimes, you know, contacts part of racing, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's unavoidable, but I think it's those little contacts that, you know, are avoidable, which kind of brought out a lot of the bad in everyone in that race. It wasn't, you know, the best look for the league and stuff like that, but I'm sure it's just a blip, guys. Like, you know, we're going to come back. We'll, we'll come back from it. We'll come back next week in Silverstone. I'm sure we'll be able to put on a, a really good show for the for the fans and you know everyone that we have watching the stream because you know golden crown series has had like a massive audience for the first two races you know bigger than we usually get on any f1 stream and uh yeah so if we can just you know just try and just give, give a good show for them you've got you know multiple different fan clubs you have got the holland campion fan club appearing in there as well so <laughs> i think um also we just try and just keep that in mind when we're racing but i think the tiger's going to talk about the penalties now for the next race
2: yeah, definitely. Just to just to add a little bit to that, as uh, yeah, we 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 have a lot of clean racing, Gavin. I've seen a lot of amazing races this year. Um, definitely a lot in the freshman league as I commentate. As you well know as well, too, say We had a brilliant race out in Bahrain, didn't we? And uh, yeah, and you were saying Brazil as well. So some brilliant races have been going on throughout the league, and it's what we want to see here in Gavin Racing. But yeah, we will come back big, bigger, better, and stronger for next week. But just to end on that. Uh, Golden Crown section a little bit here. So, there are a few penalties that have been given out to teams. So, um, the Super League has been given an LOP2, so the Super League will not be able to come out and qualify until 10 minutes left. Um, and the Academy has been given an LOP3, which was added to the LOP2 that they had uh, last week because they had an LOP3 last week then that was dropped to an LLP 2, which adds up, so now it's an LLP 5, so they will not be able to qualify, so uh, they will have to start from the back of the grid during the race. Um, but However, there, there are some good points to take from that race. It's, uh, yourself, Toussaint, you came from 19th to 1st in that first 50% feature race, so uh, well done to you. That was a brilliant, brilliant performance. I was stunned, quite frankly. Um, I was stunned in two ways. I was stunned at the the quality of racing, but I was also stunned at the f- the fact of how well you did uh, in that first race. And uh, yeah, the super league extended their lead to the premier series by 26 points. So I'm sure you two won't be very happy with that. And you'll try to come back bigger and better and stronger for next week. But uh, yeah, that is everything from me. So make sure you guys listen to what we have said and make sure you apply it for next week. And uh, yeah, it should be a much better Uh, event next week for everyone involved but I'm going to hand back over to Toussaint where we've got uh, a bit of um, uh, an interview happening with a driver
0: yeah uh, thank you very much to Tiger and XNAT you guys do an excellent job and it's always always a pleasure to have you on here as we are now going to move into driver interviews today we have the man the myth the legend uh, (laughs) Joe XX himself Uh, if I can get him in the call if I can do the right thing as a Joe, you there? Should be there. Hello. Hello, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. (laughs) Uh, All right, so we're going to kick things off straight away then. So how are you finding things here at Gavra, considering that you are a relatively new addition?
3: To be fair, I'm really enjoying it. Like, too much, I'm enjoying (laughs) it. Like, genuinely, like, most days now I'll be... It sounds sad, but especially because we're in quarantine, most days now I'll just be on F one, and the main reason for that is to be like practicing and just getting better for that league. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it—the whole like league racing thing. And Gavra like racing, especially because it's so like professional and organized and things like that. So yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah, and we have awesome things like the podcast as well. So that's always yeah. Good to hear.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not just one thing. It's just a yeah. It's such a cool community, and the people are dope as well. I everyone's I, really cool. So, all
0: right. Uh, I'm gonna give it to you now, Tiger. Next one.
2: Ah, so uh, for our listeners who don't know much about you, could you uh, give everyone a little, a uh, little bit of information about yourself?
0: Yeah,
3: sure. Uh, I mean quite a simple guy to be honest I mean love my cars literally obsessed with my cars which kind of makes sense I used to do uh, karting when I was younger it's kind of fitting because of the whole racing thing but yeah when I was younger I used to compete quite highly in uh, karting, I used to go around the UK regularly but it got to the point which most people in that uh, space will know when you get to a certain level finance is key and if you don't have that and you're not in the right place at the right time, you don't know the right people, it can set you back from £5,000 a weekend. So it's just, it got to that point. Um, so yeah, that, that I used to do that, but now it's I'm not really in that space. I'm just, you know, just about to start college, things like that. I mean, I, I do training. I go to the gym quite often. Obviously, when we're not in quarantine, I quite enjoy that. Uh, football as well, I enjoy kick a about with my friends, especially with you, Tiger, <laughs> now and again.
0: So, yeah, that's pretty much the rundown.: Oh yeah, there's a Joe's Love Island um, <laughs> <laughs> audition right there. <laughs> 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 I think X Natty, you have the next one
1: then? Uh, so this year you raced in the freshman series, and uh, what was your personal highlight that season?
3: Ooh, that's a really good question. I don't, to be fair, well, the highlights, I mean, what stand out in my mind was the battle with Pepelec in the USA with, with my teammate, which was quite dangerous. I know that you two said it was quite loud. You were quite vocal during that, a bit worried about the two teammates getting that close, but yeah, yeah. that was fun. And then Belgium as well, up on the podium positions with Tim that was uh although the highlight ended quite badly for me which I'm sure you'll touch on later with the questions uh I enjoyed that but the number one will be the qualifying session actually in Dubai in UAE uh where I qualified second which is I think I was two thousandths of a second off the champion funny enough so I got to Although I have quite a bad season, I got to show my pace towards the end of the season, so it would probably be a highlight of that qualifying session.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely that um that battle between <laughs> you and Pepelec in um in USA had me on you know the edge of my seat a little bit. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it on commentary as well. But you uh, in the freshman league, you seem to be struggling a little bit with the traction and rear downfalls of the car, which caused yeah quite a few spins <laughs> <just keep> <laughs> yeah to say the least I mean yeah
3: I mean to be fair I mean yeah well normally because I used to just brace F1 casually obviously traction was on full um, so when I joined the league and it was medium traction it was quite a bit of a shift to my driving style and obviously when you've got full traction you, c- you can drive quite aggressively um, especially with like overtakes on exits of corners especially Um so yeah that was my issue i was just getting used to the the assist restrictions in the league but yeah that was my issue
0: yeah we've also like done some stuff with like setups as well Uh, we are allowed setups in the f1 championship which is nice to you know nice to (laughs) nice to have
3: yeah i mean to be fair that's another
0: room for improvement for me is understanding the setups in the game like
3: the like what each individual thing does i mean i've got quite a broad knowledge on it but not the specifics so
0: as another hand it hand pass the baton on to Tiger now
2: Uh see you you and your teammate Pepelek as you said have been uh, done something as the qualifying king uh, Pepelek has have been able has he been able to give you uh, any tips uh, with qualifying and uh, do you tend to maybe stay as teammates next season
3: Well, no to be fair me and Pepelek haven't really spoken uh, much, uh, which is quite disappointing actually because I'm sure he's a pretty cool guy I mean, I, I asked for him to do some replacement for me the other day, which he, which he was more than up for <laughs> so it would be good to get some more communication, especially if he's going to be my teammate next season but uh, yeah I mean, qualifying, he's very fast, so I would like to get some pointers off him, but yeah, I would love to be teammates with him next season if if he if he's down, I guess <laughs> I don't, oh,
2: I don't yeah. think he speaks a lot of. I don't think he speaks a lot of English. So, uh...
3: yeah, exa- Okay, so he can teach me how to qualify, and I'll teach him English. So...
2: A <laughs> <laughs>
0: good trade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, X-Nati.
1: uh Yeah. In the so in the final standings of the freshman league, you finished in twelfth place. Uh, what are you hoping for a stronger season, or are you happy with your performance this year?
3: Well, I mean, yeah, of course, that was one of the stronger um, a bit of a stronger finish I mean to be fair when I joined Gavra in the academy league I mean the first I think my first my debut race I qualified pole, so I was very like happy with that but yeah so I got all that confidence up in the academy moved up to the freshmen and if people have been watching all the freshman races which you should have been because they were all freaking amazing um yeah, I mean, I just—it it wasn't my season. I just kept spinning, like, because of the traction issues and the lack of understanding on the setups. But next season, all right, there's going to be a change. So we'll see. And <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll you,
2: Joe, for next season.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the t- Tiger has been caused many a heartbreak up in the commentary box because of your spinning so Something might have to.
2: But change. Do, <laughs> Joe, you could do. Joe, you could do a bit of a Valky Do You know, he went away to like that. To that place somewhere, and he did a load of stuff, and then he did a bunch of workout and everything. I don't know if you remember. Before he yeah, started the new season, land. he did
3: well, he did something a to change everything. Let's
2: just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doing like North, a Valtry botass.
0: Yeah, it goes to the northeast England equivalent of Lapland, and he <laughs> 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 in Australia as a. a Thing I oh, know it's me for the next one now. Oh, I'm back as a um, as a follow up from that. I mean we've, we're kind of touching it already, but what can you do like specifically in the off season to improve and be better next year?
3: Well, there's, there's literally just one word that I think of when people ask like say ask me that question, and it's just consistency. Because I mean that's my flaw. I don't think pace is the issue in that league. I mean when I have been on the track, <laughs> I have tended <laughs> to be. In the top five, so and battling quite heavily in the top five, so yeah, it's just con. I just need to be consistent and maybe less aggressive driving style. I know obviously I obviously had an incident with uh a Tor Rosso driver in USA t- just from a stupid mistake, so that needs to come down a notch. And then, yeah,
0: yeah, okay, yeah. uh, nice to uh know that. So, here you go, one word consistency, man. yeah. Little words, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you now, Tiger, for the next one.
2: Uh, do you have any? Do you have any plans to either continue in the freshman league or uh, next year, or you potentially move up to the Premier, even Super League
3: in Gava Racing? Hmm. To be I, honest, I'm I not. Do, mate. Uh... <laughs> 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 to be fair, I'm not too sure. I mean, the freshman. I really like racing in the freshman league. I think the freshman league, not to be hot, like not to be horrible, but I think it's the best viewers' league. And I watch through those races. I like it's not even because I'm in them. They're just so entertaining, and they're so fun to racing. So, yeah, I I will definitely remain in the freshman for next season. But if there is an opening in the league above, I would definitely be interested in giving it a go. Definitely.
0: Yeah, I thought like we got a lot of drivers in the Freshman who are either staying there or moving to the Premier. I don't think we have anyone moving from the Freshman straight to the Super League, which I'm a little bit disappointed about, because like, <laughs> if we get those Freshman... Get in, 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 in there. Could, yeah, get Peppelec in. We'll <laughs> it would be a bit insane if we could have that. Uh, anyway, I'm going to give it to Natty now for the final question, if he's still here.
1: Yeah, so um, you substituted for Toussaint in the Austria for the GT Sport League. Um, how did you find your experience on the game? And is there a possibility of you joining this championship for a full-time entry, either this season or? next?
3: Hmm. To be fair, I don't. I don't know. I think GT Sport isn't really my favourite, like racing, like same to be honest, or game, whatever you want to call it, because I just find it quite tedious. a Game. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm used to F1, but. Yeah, I and mean, but the race itself, when I I wouldn't mind doing uh, replacements and substituting drivers, but to full time do a GT spot league, it wouldn't really be. I wouldn't really be up for it. But that race in Austria, I really did actually enjoy uh, with battling with uh, Tiger himself. And that was very fun. But it's I don't think the finish was too strong. End. I don't believe if you can remember finish. I don't think it was too strong.
0: I think fifth fourth or fifth? Fifth. Fifth know, like, place, I believe.
3: Year. I think it was fifth because
2: uh collided with me, which gave you a penalty. And then uh that's why it's Because Simberbear came in at the end of you, remember. And then he got in front of you. And then I got in front of you at the end as well. So you came in fifth, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's right.
0: Uh, Thanks very much, Joe, for coming on the podcast. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Answering our questions. That's going on the (laughs) believers. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no problem as uh yeah if you would like to be involved in the podcast in the same way that uh, joe just was uh, you can t- let us know in the discord on the gav racing instagram or twitter you can play personal message me natty or tiger on discord as well if you'd like to be involved and thank you joe for coming on
3: yeah no problem
0: all right and we will see you on well, sure soon we'll see you later goodbye Right then, and so, it's been gone for the last few weeks, but making its muchly anticipated return, it is the Q&A. Q&A. Thank you to everyone who sent in your questions this week. It was really nice to see, uh, for a change that we had so many people um, you know, sending in questions at the last minute there. But we're going to start things right off with a question from... I believe it is. If I go into the right chat, (laughs) it's from uh, AB Techers, who asks what drivers or league do you think will surprise everyone the most in the Golden Crown series? So I'm going to give this one to uh, Tiger to start off with and we'll go around.
2: Um, Well, I mean, it depends on how long long ago did he ask that? Oh, we asked that question quite a while ago. So I'm assuming Techers, you asked that question before the Golden Crown, but... Uh, it's interesting. I I was hoping that the academy would come in and surprise everyone um, at the start because I feel like it would have I feel like it would have given everyone a much uh, better reputation and a much better look on the academy league, um, and it would have shown you know what the academy drivers can do and uh, yeah hopefully they can they can redeem themselves and for the final two races they can really surprise everyone but yeah for me it probably would have been at the start I would have hoped for the Academy or maybe freshman leagues try and uh, outdo the uh, the other two top leagues.
0: And exactly.
1: Uh, um, well, obviously we're two races in to the league at the time of answering this question. So, um, uh, I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see because obviously you'd think the expectation would be Super League come out will outcome out on top. So I think anyone who like beats an expectation is going to be know rewarded for it so i i think i want to say that if the freshman can jump the premier or the premier can jump the super league then i think i think that's my most that's what i think would be a surprise
0: result well, uh, i'm going to be loyal to my league here and say the premier series <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a uh, hopefully we can uh, take the fight to the um to the Super League if you do not have snakes like Nassie he'd rather see the freshman win unbelievable <laughs> 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 As, uh, yeah I think well, hopefully we can take the fight to the Super League but I think anything other than the Super League winning would be interesting and quite embarrassing for them <laughs> but uh, in terms of the driver somebody who I've been really impressed with so far has actually been Antelope uh, he's like really come on a turn of form recently and been uh, and been you know, really good you know he's surprised me in the monaco race as well he was like really on the pace with the with the rest of well the rest of us really and it was good to see that nice to see that and Pierre asks uh which league um ex nati g are you gonna race in because you've been in more than one league this season which is a little bit against the rules but <laughs> you participated in the super premier and freshman leagues <laughs> The only one you haven't gone <laughs> is the academy, and that's because you've been here for two years. <laughs> so now you have to make Mattie, a choice which one you are you going in for next season, Natty.
1: So your next season, I think, you um staying in the Premier for another season, try and get a few good results on them and then hopefully move up to the Super League in future seasons.
0: As a, our most recent interviewee asked Natty, what is your morning routine on <laughs> uh, playing F1
1: <laughs> Well, it changes. It depends what you call the morning, because obviously after 12 o'clock is technically the morning. So it could be on, it's either GTA, F1, you know, something online. And then, you know, it depends when I wake up. But uh, normally after I do wake up, it would be, you know, Mate you know, it's either a shower in the morning, depends if I choose to have one in the morning or in the evening. You know, breakfast and all that, so your pretty average morning routine really.
0: Mm. All right, and so there you have it, Joe. Hope you're happy with the answer that Nat just <laughs> gave. <laughs> As uh, Woody asks, What are your best moments from Gather racing? So I think how we'll do this is we'll do a race that you've all commented on than a race that we've all been in. Is does that work for you guys? Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. Alright, yeah. cool. Uh so uh Ty, do you wanna go first? um tough uh
2: the best race that i've been in well i mean the the probably the best race that i've been in was probably austria gt sport finishing on the podium after that intense battle that's probably my favorite and best moment so far in terms of racing in gavra in terms of commentating um just or one of the freshmen, just all of Gavra. I really enjoy just Gavra racing. And when I when I when I first joined, it was uh, you know it was a it was quite an exciting but also really nervous moment, and hitting and on that first academy league race. And then uh, I must have made a big impact because uh, you know Gavra said, "Do you want to do the freshman?" And then he uh, asked me to come and do a lot of uh, do a bunch of other stuff for him. So clearly, I've made a quite a big impact. But yeah, join I think joining Gavra racing probably was a very uh, well. This probably the very best moment for me. But yeah, uh, the Bahrain freshman race as well was a, was a very, very good one as well. So, you know, any of
0: those. Yeah, Tiger there gave him the diplomatic answer. <laughs> I think, as a, I think, uh, I'll go next to this one. I think my, probably my best moment in that it wasn't actually caught on camera or on stream, which I'm very disappointed about. <laughs> it was in um, Hungary in the Super League race. I was deputising for Play Dutchie managed to stick it on pole somehow <laughs> and then um I was there's was some weird stuff with the safety car which meant that I'd lost the lead and I was in third place I was trying to chase down ESSH in second and I had uh, fresher tyres and like all the time I could see you know the gap coming down it was like two laps left to go or something and I managed to oh it was such a nice move because um, he went to the inside to uh block into turn one at hungary but if you don't know at hungary where the pit lane comes out the track widens so i was able to just duck into the slipstream stay behind him when the pit lane came out i ducked to the inside and was able to just dive down the inside and up into second place which you know secured a, a one two for um for Toro Rosso in Hungary which is you know quite nice to see me and Pierre are both doing well there for Toro Rosso although hopefully I won't be deputising I'll be racing them next year but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but that's probably my best moment the best race I've ever commentated on I'd have to say Brazil for the freshman league that's one of my favourite races it's just like there's cool yeah, of all time of anything just cool. like constant battles around at the end you know the mass- massive crash but the, the incident between the two championship um the championship rivals, you could not. The top
2: ask. 10 moments meme there,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a top 10 moments meme, you could not ask for more spice in a race. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, I'm gonna give it to x now.
1: So, I'm gonna start with my favorite comment the race that my favorite race that I've commented on. And I'm gonna, I'm torn between two, but I'm gonna go with the Austrian GT sport race at the Red Bull Ring. There was, uh, there was constant battling and, uh, and it, well, it went from start to finish. We had a, a few incidents, which is obviously what some spectators like to watch, but, you know, as you heard from Joe, the last, like, minute in the race was just... I couldn't even get my words out towards the end. That's how much overtaking <laughs> mean, was you happening. Sound, you sounded like an auctioneer, didn't you, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, at that point, at the end of the race? <laughs> and um, I'd say my favourite race that I've raced in, and I've got two that come to mind. The first one... Being the Austrian Grand Prix, obviously, uh, where I of where, where I got my first race win as a freshman, that was a good moment. But I'd say something equally as fun was probably my first season with Gaffa Racing. It was in Brazil, and um, it started as a dry race. I think I qualified about fifth or fourth, and um, and then it started to, and it started dry, and then it um, started raining, and um, I think I timed my strategy to perfection and actually gained about two or three positions. Just from staying out in dry tires and pitting for the intermediates. And then, then it became a period where it was like a torn between intermediates and wets. And then staying out on the intermediates really gave me an advantage. And then uh, battling for the final podium position with Damien, um, I lost out by 0.07 seconds at the race. So it was really fun to battle for like maybe 15 laps constantly with someone. So I'd say that was probably my best race.
0: All right, well, there you go. There you have it, uh, Woody. Hope you're happy with um, the answers that we just gave us. Uh, Napula, actually, we've kind of covered Napula's question there, but um, he asks, what's the best GABA racing race ever? So you also covered that one. So I hope you both are happy. With- I also have a question for you, Napula. When you're coming back, mate, we need you back in the F1 stuff. Bro. I have to see more of your ridiculous strategy calls, because I just insane stay. <laughs> Guy stayed out for about 20 laps on the mediums in France. I was like, what? Jesus. <laughs> As uh, Dan Schneider, Mr. Send-It himself, <laughs> <from> <laughs> Monaco yeah. 100% day, asks, uh, what do you guys think about Gran Turismo 7? Well, we were all in a party together when the uh, trailer came out, right. weren't we? For the PS5 Can follow... thing. Can I follow I think... with a pretty quick opinion? Yeah. <laughs> um, always... It looks the same as GT Sport. Yeah. I mean, that's what we all, <laughs> pretty, what we all came pretty down Pretty good shit, i mean i even put in the uh in one of those chats in the uh, in the server i was like it's just grand' Turismo sport with you know mm-hmm. a few remastered yeah. tracks but i think when it was when it came out on the uh, ps five trailer the the constant they did like two one and a half hours of game trailers and then showed us the the box <laughs> which is a bit and, of the bo- actual... and the box yeah. actually
2: became a meme in about two seconds so yeah, it exactly. was it wasn't great
0: <laughs> yeah but i was Quite disappointed with um, Gran Turismo Seven. I wasn't expecting that, you know, a major overhaul. I think I was expecting a bit more than, you know, just remastering yeah. Gran Turismo Five and you know a couple of new cars. But uh, yeah, uh, what about you, X Natty? What did you think of the Gran Turismo Seven? What were your first impressions?
1: Yeah, pre well, obviously it's hyped for a new game. It's kind of like it's kind of like the hype for a new F one game. You wonder what uh, wonder what they're going to add to the addition of their current game, but. I reckon, it, I think it's going to be similar to Duty Sport, but nevertheless, I'm still still excited to see what new features they might have added. I mean,
2: we could be getting ahead of ourselves here. Like, it, we, that could have been just, like, the trailer, and then there could be a bunch of new stuff that they didn't show us. But but why, why would they show us some stuff that literally looked the exact same? is GE Sport like the cars we'd seen before in GE Sport. The 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 thing that we've seen change obviously you said to say there's some tracks coming back from the old GE Sport games. But also there was a, a bit of a menu change in there as well. And that's the only two things we could see that were um you know, that's the only two things I could see that had changed. But apart from that, you know, but we'll have to see what happens when they start releasing more stuff. But from the trailer it didn't it just looked like G E Sport to be honest
0: yeah as a final question from uh ab tech is here asks how many front wings does joe go through in a season so um <laughs> i think we should have kept <laughs> him in from the last we should have, we should have asked him that question <laughs> so how many um how many... probably on average probably if it, probably on average probably about one a
2: race But probably there's probably been one race where he's had like two or maybe these ones where he's had like three and then a race where he's had none. But if you'd put it in an average, probably about one a race, maybe one
0: or two a race. I I don't know about you, but I've seen the Mercedes Mechanics constructing new things out of the broken ones. (laughs) (laughs) As we
2: said to say in the Monaco race where there was people running out of tyres selection. So we said that they formed
0: old tyres together to make new ones. They just send the mechanics out on the track to pick up the discarded rubber from the street. <laughs> <laughs> As a uh, Matt from Wii Sports, uh, unfortunately, ex has refused to answer your question about toenails. But <laughs> that made it sound way worse than it actually is. But... <laughs> you should have just left it. Uh, but, um, Tiger says um, oh, he's asked Tiger when do things start to get interesting <laughs> right, okay so he here,
2: is a, a me- there's been a meme that's been made of me that every time I in a commentary I always say it's gonna get interesting or it could become interesting or something where it involves the word interesting okay but it is it's gonna be interesting all right it's gonna be interesting I don't know what more words I can say it's kind of the first word that comes to my head really but yeah I've been made of a meme of and someone made a video of literally me just saying interesting, interesting over and over and over again in different in different um uh different commentaries but uh, yeah it's been a bit of a meme mean, mean for me but it is going to be interesting gather races races are always a lot of fun and very very interesting so uh yeah it's not okay, to that's question it. that.
0: as uh matt from we sports has also asked me on the scale of 1 to 78 how do i li- how much do i like grapes I mean, one to 78 is a bit of a weird scale anyway, but I love grapes like 80 because grapes are are off the scale, (laughs) (laughs) off the scale. Grapes are, grapes are awesome. But uh, yeah, that's going to bring to an end the Q and a section and episode seven of the podcast. Uh, much longer episode than uh, we were anticipating. I think this one clocks so at just over an hour and a half. But um, hopefully, but, uh, hopefully you won't um, oh. you enjoy this. There will be timestamps, obviously, in the description down below. Uh, so you can skip the sections that you don't want to listen to, or the ones that you find boring. But uh thank you to everyone who's been listening. Uh, remember to leave a like and subscribe to the Gavura Racing Channel. We're trying to get to one thousand subscribers at the time of recording. We're on eight ninety four, I believe it is at the moment. But uh, yeah, when we get to close to one thousand, there'll be a special episode coming. So if you want to see that subscribe (laughs) but um also don't forget to go and join the gather racing discord follow the instagram and the twitter all of which will be linked down below and thank you everyone for listening to episode seven of the grid Slot.
1: thank you see ya